Oh hey, I'm Emily and this is my best friend Rachel. Hey, I'm Rachel and in 2010, age 18 and fresh out of secondary school, we went on a gap year travelling to five countries in five months. Shockingly, it didn't always go so well. We lost passports, ran out of money, jumped out of aeroplanes and landed ourselves in endless ridiculous scenarios. But what we also managed to do is write a blog about our experiences. And without smartphones or Instagram at our disposal, this blog is the only record we have of the trip of our young lives. And 11 years on, we're reliving it all by reading back over our diary entries for your listening pleasure. Welcome to the Gap Year Diaries podcast. <laughs> oh, hey. Hey, Emily. Oh, it's beginning. <laughs> it <Okay>. is. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the pre-trip prologue episode of the Gap Year Diaries Ooh. podcast. Quite an exciting yeah. time for us. Um, I'm well excited. I can see. <laughs> I can see that you are. Um, I'm also excited, but I'm less of an expressive individual. Um, <laughs> it's uh, April 2021, Rachel. It somehow. is, and we're currently still, you know, in vague lockdown. Uh, that's the context of where we're at. Um, well, yeah, I mean, uh, I am arguably more in lockdown than you. Um, Rachel, would you like to explain to the good people why you are less in lockdown so that it doesn't come across like you're a flagrant lockdown denier? <laughs> yeah, do not want to give that first impression. Um, so basically, I have been living in Thailand for the last four years um, and I'm due back in the UK in a couple of months. But um, in Thailand, there's just some different lockdown rules, different quarantine rules out here than there is in the UK, which is where you're currently residing in. I am residing like a little creepy little hermit still in my, well, not still. I am currently at my mother's residence in rural Essex. Um, Mama J. Mama J. <laughs> Although not for long. I was about to say thankfully, but that sounds very ungrateful. But I am imminently moving back to London where I was uh, forced to flee <laughs> during the first wave of the pandemic. Um, but yes, I am in the UK, so... We have actually just had some lockdown restrictions lifted, so it's it's feeling Woo. hopeful in the air. Hopeful. hopeful. Yeah, that's great for you. That's great how you've done it. I mean, I was locked away for about three days. And I was like, I've had it. I'm going shopping. <laughs> how you've done it for like months and months and everyone else in the UK have done it. You're all my heroes. Genuine. That's very sweet. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> that's a sweet little message. Thanks, Rachel. <laughs> that's okay. Um but yes, yeah, so it's April 2021 and we have got together to film this episode because um, there is a lot of sort of background context to this <laughs> famous gap year trip that we thought it might be good to just get out there in the world um, so that it's recorded and that people who are interested can listen, but it doesn't kind of get in the way of the normal podcast. That was the thinking behind it. So I think... Yes. Um, Rachel has come up with the really quite ingenious, and I think more ingenious the more you think about it, um, phrase of a context sponge. 
which is what we're <laughs> aiming for with this episode. Yeah, so it basically came about because when we did the first recording, uh, we just we were just chatting about, you know, how we got to the gap year. We were trying to throw in too much context. And in the end, we didn't really like say anything of value after an hour of recording Shockingly. the first one. <laughs> so we were like, that is no good. So we thought, okay, let's just put a special episode together, as Emily said, to um, kind of give a bit of a background info uh, so you're all informed. Um, and there's about, there's a couple of questions that we're going to ask each other just so you as a listener can get your bearings so yeah yeah that's a very good way of explaining it um we're just going to go into things like why we decided to go on the gap year how we prepared mm-hmm. um and just bits and bobs like that really so look Maybe forward hopefully to that inspire anyone else like post post lockdown i don't know <laughs> we'll see <laughs> <laughs> we shall see that's yet to be determined um okay, okay let's let's launch in do you Okay, so it's me to ask you the first question, Emily. Uh, first question is, why did we decide to go on a gap year? <laughs> uh, why did you decide to go on a gap year? How would you answer that question? Um, I was trying to think of my answer to this question um, to do a bit of like uncharacteristic pre-prep for this. <laughs> and um, the honest answer is that I was afraid of going to uni. I know what an absolute loser I think it was yeah I was scared by the notion of just going straight to uni from school and for some reason I thought a less scary thing to do would be to like pack up a bag and just go off around the world at the young age of 18 I thought that (laughs) that to me seemed more achievable um so yeah it was a fear of uh the the, the age-old institution of university that encouraged me to pursue this alternative option which is quite ridiculous really when you think about it um but yeah that was my main motivation but also I yeah I mean it's it's hard not to be cliche but I mean no shade on mum and dad but our like childhood holidays of like camping in the south of France which was fantastic but hadn't really like given me the sort of like mm. it hadn't really fulfilled my sense of wanderlust. <laughs> mm. Um despite the fact that, you know, I'm incredibly grateful for those experiences and I loved going abroad as a child and we went to a school that was very big on um yeah, like exchange trips. Intercultural, very true. So I think maybe it was like a thirst for a world outside what I knew, which was rural suburban Essex. Um, it was rural is more apt for you because you grew up in literally the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I didn't literally need to learn how to drive when I was 17 ASAP. Um, so I could, you know, gain the independence. But anyway, we are sidetracking slightly. Sorry. No, that is a um, strong answer. Thank you. <laughs> Why did you decide to go in a gap year, Rachel? Um, a few reasons I was quite inspired by because me and my sister are the youngest cousins so we just watched our cousins just always do those life steps first before me and Emma I mean Emma always classically joked as soon as I turn 18 no one's going to care because everyone's already done that but um, my cousin went to Australia and I had another cousin that went to Costa Rica and that sounded amazing and New Zealand was something that my friend went to that I was really quite inspired to go to um, so that was one quite big reason I'd watched others do it. 
And then we had, do you remember um, at school, we had the chapel and they had this talk that came in about, you know, what it's, it's like to go on a gap year. And I was really inspired by this chat. I mean, I walked up being like, let's go on a gap year now. And my boyfriend at the time was like, no, I don't have enough money. And <laughs> that was I it. Genuinely do you remember that no chat? Recollection of this do you really not remember? She no. had like her own board and little PowerPoint presentation in the chapel. If it's not coming across strongly, <laughs> Rachel and I went to school together. <laughs> Um, and the chapel we had a chapel in our school and um, the chapel was where a lot of kind of I think it was like an overspill classroom almost (laughs) a lot of talks took place in the chapel often they were like I remember I used to have a regular science lesson in the chapel which I found you know really yeah to be quite a sort of humorous contradiction but um, yeah I don't remember this talk that you refer to but I'm sure it was life-changing it was it was a life-changing talk and it actually it wasn't it was meant to be me you and our friend Amy that were all going to go on it like as a three and do you remember we all went for the same job and we were all like let's bundle our money up together and like that just doesn't make any sense looking back and we all agreed to do this but it didn't really go it didn't go anywhere and then it was me and you that was just just the two of us yeah somehow we made it through but (laughs) so yours that your answer is a much more sort of inspirational one so Emily um how did you save for the gap year well I mean I think it's worth saying that we did factor in a good amount of time for us to save the money to go on this gap year Mm -hmm. because I don't know if this is news to anyone but worldwide travel is pricey i know that's a bit of a bombshell to you all but (laughs) it is it costs you um so i think yeah we we deliberately set aside quite a number of months didn't we to save our money um before we left because we were like there's no way it's gonna happen unless we knuckle down (laughs) Um, yeah and we did right it was a hard knock life (laughs) for us um i got two jobs at the local branch of Fat Face. Yeah. Big, big advertisement there for Fat Face. <laughs> Are we allowed uh, to do this? We're just going to rock on it. Anyway. Proud purveyor of middle aged fleeces and gilets. <laughs> I was just about to say that maybe Fat Face could sponsor this podcast, and then I said something like that. So. Oh my God. That's uh, burn that hey, bridge. Fat face. <laughs> <laughs> burn that bridge to the ground. Burn the bridge. <laughs> Yeah, so I worked at Fatface, which Rachel also did. So I worked at Fatface and then I also had a job at um, a very sort of like village branch of the co-op, um, which was an experience and there's many stories for that, but I won't go into those right now. So I used to, um, I mean, it was such a life for me as a as an 18 year old. I used to go, I used to work pretty much full time at Fatface. Obviously Fatface closed at six o'clock. And then my my mum, bless her, used to drive to Fat Face, pick me up, and I used to, in the back of the car, change out of my Fat Face clothes into my co-op uniform, my little name tag, my little badge that was like, I have to ask you if you're under 25 about (laughs) very aggressive badge. Um, And then I did uh, evening shifts at the co-op for like five hours pretty much every day as well. So 
it was quite a time for me. I do remember you shared this story about a strawberry, something about like 5p off a strawberry and it became this huge thing. And you just were like, why are people so obsessed with a 5p voucher? But This is ringing zero bells, but I'm sure it's one of many ludicrous tales from my time at the I remember village it well. Uh, there, was, there was one customer who used to come in and just take, I say customer, there was one man who used to come into the co-op on a daily basis and he used to just take sandwiches from the oh, yeah. fridge and just walk what out kind of sandwiches them. i mean is that important rachel <laughs> I, I believe they were <laughs> keen <ham>. to know <laughs> i don't know i never saw but um yeah he took them out and then i remember my first time seeing this i sort of like flagged it to my supervisor like oh, excuse me this fan <laughs> is just taking a sandwich like i was literally ready to like run out the door and like rugby tackle him to the floor to oh my god the idea of you rugby tackling someone. just the idea of me rugby tackling anything <laughs> is ludicrous but my oh. my supervisor was like oh yeah that's crazy dave and i was like no. oh all oh, right and she was like he does that and i was like so we tolerate theft from people who have crazy <laughs> in their name. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Okay. So that's just one of many stories, but wow. I won't go down that rabbit hole because that's not why we're here. Rachel, tell us about how you saved for the gap year. Um, well, I had. <laughs> um, I worked loosely as a tutor for maths um, for a student. <laughs> loosely. That's um, how you want your tutor to work. <laughs> yeah, like once a week. Um, then I worked in Fat Face. So hey, we sometimes share some shifts, the retail branch. Um, then I worked for the the ye old sweet shop. I don't know if anyone knows that branch, but we have Such one in our hometown, Stortford. Then I also worked in Sainsbury's in the freezer aisle. Um, and it was great for me because I suffer with Raynard. So my hands get like super cold. So that was a very painful job for me. Um, then I worked as a waitress in a cafe. And then I also worked as a, um, in boots opticians and I worked the machinery to check people's eyes. And that was, that was kind of cool. That was kind of my favorite job to Such do. Such a wide gamut of employment <laughs> that you had. I love how they let you just check people's eyes, zero medical training. That's fine. And then off you go to the freezer. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, I think I remember our friend James um, said to me once, like, "Do you just own this Stortford Street now? It's just yours." <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's falling so, down the street. Yeah, literally in so many different every uniforms. Yeah. That kind of like a like a sort of spy or something. Um, yeah, so I was uh, I was earning coin. I believe coin is a phrase that the youngins <laughs> say. Bitcoin. I, Bitcoin. I remember. I know this isn't quite the question, but I said, "Mom, I'm going on a gap year." She's like, "That's lovely, sweetheart." Um, and until I started to defer uni and was applying for these jobs, it was until she was on the phone to a friend, and she, and she was like, "Yes, I think Rachel is going on a gap year." I knew that at that point. She believed me. It was like four months in. <laughs> I think my mum had a similar sort of like airy fairy reaction of like, okay, <laughs> if just you want to, like, just absolutely zero concern for my future. Just like, all right then, see you tomorrow. As she dropped me off at the co-op for yet another shift of crazy day. So um, while we were deep, deep in the sort of panic of like, oh my God, are we going to earn enough money to actually do all the things we want to do on this gap year? Rachel yeah, and I did... Us. And I've just discussed this with Rachel off off mic and she doesn't remember <laughs> this. 
but it's seared into my mind for some reason. <laughs> Maybe you weren't there, but I'm 100% sure you were. We went to our local branch of, because when I said this to Rachel, she went, which branch? Like you've been to every job centre up and down the country. Which no, was it Saffron? What? I don't know why it's like Saffron. No, no it, it would have been Stortford. Obviously. Where even is the job centre in Stortford? It's down by, um, you know, oh God. The thing is, I've not been to Stortford in such a long time that all my frames of reference have closed down. So it was like what used <laughs> to be DJ's shoe shop where we used to <laughs> get our leather loafers for school. Uh, I don't know if you recall. Um, I went to Clark's. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> My mistake. Um, yeah, it's near n- the Nissan garage. Is that still there? Oh, uh, okay. Garage. Okay, down by, by the sort of church where I went to youth club on a Friday. Oh, yeah, I where I used to that. get brownies on a Thursday. <laughs> Yes, uh, yes, that's where it was. Um, but we went in together and I remember we just sat across the, the desk from this guy and he was like, so how can I help you? And we were like, we need to earn some money to go on a gap year. And he was obviously oh like not used the to The privilege makes me feel sick. Like I mean, he just was coming in and saying that. Like, oh. what the fuck are you doing in my <laughs> job centre? Like, he was literally like so sort of there was such disdain and quite rightly so I mean what little pricks we were (laughs) hello um but I remember he did find us this very strange dubious gig I want to call it where it was like a night shift working at like you know Molten Brown who make the like oh the uh, bubble I want to say soaps yeah soaps yeah their factory is quite nearby and I think he found us like work like there was potential that we could do work there but we'd have to work at the dead of night for some unknown reason and I think at first we were super keen because the money was really good but then when we thought it through we're like our literal parents are gonna have to like drive us to and from this graveyard shift but I don't think we would have been very good as factory workers I just I don't think we would have been able to have hacked it honestly no it would have been quite a hilarious start to our gap year adventure but nonetheless (laughs) I'm not sure we would have I think we'd have done our darned best yeah, I think we would have done our best. And kind of talking about all these jobs, we were both 18 at the time and all of our friends were going off to uni. So it was quite a lonely experience doing this. Do you remember that? Like you didn't Absolutely. spend your money on anything, did we? Like no. going to the pub once a week and me getting probably like a Coke because I had to drive home was the highlight of about a year. <laughs> it was a it was a lonely old year. It served it us well in preparation for lockdown. Um, but yeah, it was literally <laughs> all I did was these two shifts that were just like day night sleep repeat um it wasn't like you know (laughs) it wasn't like uh it wasn't like the worst thing in the world because obviously you know working in fat face is pretty cushy like there's there were nice colleagues there were often like celebrations as in like the sweets not the actual events unfortunately yeah no everyone we worked with was actually really sound like i remember like getting on all well with a lot of my colleagues yeah um there was a good yeah work. from all well, the jobs from every last job <laughs> from have. every job um yeah. yeah. Anyway, shall we move on to the next question? I think it's best that we do because we have avoided <laughs> on that question for many, many minutes. Um, so the next question is, what, yeah. Rachel, why did you choose the particular countries that we went to? 
What spurred your interest in those countries? I think this is such a short answer, but I couldn't help but having a little look at your answers. And you said a PC game. And then this old PC game that I used to play, like, bounded into my head um, of, like, a guy in Egypt, even though we didn't go to Egypt. But it was just, you know, a really basic pixelated game. of You went around the world and collected things and you saw images of things. It's kind of like an encyclopedia game. Cheers, Dad. Um, <laughs> that, I think it's yeah, the just same game with me. that I was It might have been. It might have been. It would have been quite cool if it was. Um, so there was that. And as you mentioned before, our school was really quite into the whole interculturalism and um, just you think it was, I don't know, just uh, it felt really exciting to go away. Um, I think New Zealand was on my list. I don't know why it was New Zealand and not Australia. I, I can't give a reason for that. Um, and Costa Rica, because my cousin went there and it seemed amazing. And then it was just very much volunteering i knew i wanted to work with animals that was really important to me and we did which was incredible um but then you kind of yeah you had your things that you wanted to do and i just remember being like yeah that sounds great i want to go and do that i was pretty i think i was quite open to a lot of your suggestions it's like yeah it sounds amazing um yeah i mean at this point maybe we should just yeah i think like actually lay, lay out the route yeah just so that people know where we did go yeah <laughs> yeah, please do. Yeah, so, you go. <laughs> um, so the route we took was um, we started off in Costa Rica. In um, March 2010. In March 2010, thank you. <laughs> um, and then we spent about a month and a bit there. And then we moved on to Peru. And mm. we were there for a similar amount of time. Then we travelled through Peru into Chile and travelled through Chile for a bit less time. I think it was more like three weeks or something. I think it was about three weeks, yeah. And then we hopped over to New Zealand and were there for longer than we anticipated. Six weeks, our, wasn't it? I think it was something like that, yeah. It was maybe maybe pushing two months. Our original plan was to go from New Zealand to Thailand. Mm. Um, but at the time of travelling, we had to change our plans whilst we were out there because, Rachel, you know more about this as a as a basically a Thai national. Yeah. Um, so basically what happened in 2010, there was a lot of political unrest um, as the military um, is military governed. Um, and there, there was a coup that tried to overthrow it and it became very charged, very violent. And there were the um, red shirts against the yellow shirts. And yeah, there were fires that were breaking out. There were, you know, people were killed. It was quite frightening. And it was at that point that our parents even stepped in and said, hey, we, we know you're going to Thailand, but would you mind not going? And it was quite an easy decision. <laughs> we said not going yeah, to Thailand? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's um, absolutely, well, I say it's absolutely fine now. It's There were some protests a few months ago, but not to the same scale. Um, and, you know, we're, we're we've been fine. We're fine. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. Everyone's fine. Um, yeah, so we were going to go to Thailand, but we uh, changed our plans at the last minute and ended up staying in New Zealand for a bit longer. Um, and then we finished off with about a week or so in Singapore on our way home. <laughs> um, yes. So as you said, I think, yeah, little computer games played a huge role in my wish list of travel destinations. For some reason, I oh. had this real... Um, desire to go to Machu Picchu. I had absolutely no 
idea what it was as a child. I barely understood the concept of ancient civilizations and what have you as much as the computer game had tried to educate me. <laughs> um, but I just saw, I just liked what I saw, like what's on the computer game. And I was like, yeah, that looks all right. Let's go there. Let's head on up to Machu Picchu. So that was like my key place I wanted to go. Yeah, and then inspired um, me. Yeah, well, I <laughs> made you play the computer game and you were um, <laughs> And then, yeah, we went to Costa Rica to volunteer with uh, sea turtles. They were the leatherback ones and they were wonderful. Yeah, they were super lovely. Um, were. And Chile, I think it was because, you know, obviously borders Peru and we were like, it'd be quite cool to hop on in since we're there and we'll travel through and it was a more convenient place to fly to New Zealand from. So we thought we might as well factor that in. And then New Zealand was your sort of like like childhood dream destination. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that kind of reminds me. Um, as you call, we were a skiing family. That was what you literally coined me one day. Like, oh, okay. We were a skiing family. <laughs> um, My family so was been... not a skiing family. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Uh, so I've been skiing since I was six like and I'm like an average skier I'm scared of going too fast like that's yeah and I remember just having this vision of taking Emily skiing and it excited me so much I just wanted to get her on a pair of skis and and go up but um yeah was th- it that was purely for your own entertainment that you wanted it was to half that? for my purely own entertainment I just love oh. the idea of you being <laughs> on a pair of skis <laughs> and you forgot to mention the NASCAR lines Oh my god! Yes, I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The second Peruvian attraction that had ensnared me in was um, so. For those that don't know, the Nazca lines are these really fascinating ancient markings that are in the Peruvian Nazca desert, um, mm. and they were made. Well, we don't know. This is the thing. We know very little about them or why they were made or who made them or how long ago. I mean, probably more than I'm making out here. Obviously, I'm not an expert but um i know that we don't know for sure why or how they were made but they are these gigantic lines that form really clear um pictures when yeah. you see them from above um and i again they were part of this i still don't know the name of this pc game i think it was like dk multimedia explorer or something i honestly think i had that had a game that was so was similar the to that lamest, like the most <laughs> lame lame game ever but it they were yeah it was like you travel around the world and you collected like yeah, stickers I, or something yeah something like that yeah anyway and carry on yeah the Nazca lines were in that too and I and though yeah those teamed with Machu Picchu I was like wow this country has got some real good shiz I really want to see it so uh, no the, I'd never heard of the Nazca lines I clearly missed that bit in the game but um, you explained it to me and it just sounded really cool I mean I just thought, thought everything sounded cool with Thailand how did that get in the mix how did we think about going there I think it was elephants because they're your favorite animal and I remember thinking, well, elephants sound great. And I think I will admit, guys, audience, I did want to ride one. I'm not going to oh lie about God. that. I did want to ride one. But obviously now uh, my morals are not to ride elephants, not to take them from a tourist perspective at all. I'm very much for sanctuaries and so on. And uh, disclaimer, do not ride. Is it disclaimer? I'll start that big in. Just a warning. Don't ride them. <laughs> that, that's all I have to say. That's all right. It's good to have that um, educational element. Um, Yeah. Rachel, how would you say that we prepared for our gap year? 
Badly. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not quite fair to say. I actually think we were more on the detailed orientated side. I mean, we um, we visited. Okay, so back in the day, there was a branch called STA, which stood for wasn't it like student travel? What's it stood for? I assume association. Association could have been that. And it was the nearest branch to us was in Cambridge. So we just, you know, got on a train, got up to Cambridge and and pestered this poor man with endless, endless questions. Because back in those days, you could only Google so much and you did need someone there to kind of give (laughs) you a hand and give you, yeah, like kind of give you tours. And instead of going off the internet, sometimes it's quite nice to speak face to face to some guy, someone. And we just came with so, oh my God, the questions. We had a booklet full of these questions. I don't think the guy was ever trained for the amount of questions we had. I think we used to go there and we would sit there for like, no joke, about five hours at a time. It did feel like that. It did feel like that. I think it was that. I don't think it even just felt. I think the reality was it was five hours. And we would just be like, hello, we want to go here, here, here and here. Blah, 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 blah. here's about six bazillion questions and yeah you're right this poor guy oh my god do you remember like trying to do the enough. flight and the flight had to be a certain amount of miles do you remember that and there was like yeah. a limit and you could not go a mile over that limit so our round the world ticket had to be yeah had to hit all these mark markers yeah, i think he got us remember. into thailand i think he did because i remember yeah. feeling really amazed by all the colors yeah, yeah i think so but we yeah so we used to go I think we went probably about five, four or five times in the planning, in the stage before we actually went traveling. We would go to STA and sit down with this. I think it was mainly the same guy. I don't know how he managed to be so unfortunate as to get us every single time. Yeah, he did really well. Shout out to that guy if he finds this podcast. We don't remember his name even after spending quite so many hours with him. He was so nice though. He was so patient with us and he really was was, like very, very helpful. He was a brilliant employee. Um, Yeah. uh, So we did that. And then we were lucky enough to have a shop. I think it's closed down now, though. It was called Nomads. And it was just like this traveling shop in Stortford. And One it of sold the few shops everything. in Stortford that Rachel did not work in. <laughs> yeah. um, but it did sell everything from like rucksacks to small little like unknown gadgets that seemed super important to buy at the time. And I do remember going in there with my mum and dad. We got the rucksack. We got the important things. But it came down to the coat. We knew we were going to go to the jungle. And I thought I would need a coat that I'm not kidding was like a sleeping bag. It was huge. And I was I was wearing it. And I just looked like a little worm, like with this thing or with this long trail. And the guy he was selling it was clearly like, you know, I didn't think we'd ever get this sold. And my, my mum <laughs> had to my, dust it out from the yeah, from the stockroom. Like, thing. And my guys, mom was it's happening. <laughs> Someone's gonna finally buy the super God, coat. I know. Uh, my mum was so delicately delicately trying to say, Rachel, I, I'm not sure how much you're gonna need this. What about in the city environment? In the end I never got it, but I really thought I was losing out, but no, I wasn't. Instead, I've still got it. I've got this like coat that wrapped up into a little ball and it was pink. Do you remember that? You must remember the uh, pink. Coat. Yeah, since you yeah, wore it with every a w- single bloody day of the entire trip. <laughs> I Come did. Rain or it shine. kept me very, very warm and I dry. I think you wore it to a club once. <laughs> I actually think I did. Oh my god. Oh, uh, the fashion, right? Though, Emily, we are going to talk about the fashion on the trip when we get we into are. the podcast because we there are, are some to. absolute humdingers with fashion. Some howlers. Oh god. But, um, yeah, that that shop nomads. <laughs> yeah, was like. 
I think it was just because, like, you know, nowadays, if you were going to buy all this stuff, you would just go on Amazon or whatever, or like, yeah, like a normal person. You wouldn't be quite so, um, quite such a, you know, I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, you would go, you would go online and you would probably buy stuff from like Mountain Warehouse or what have you. Um, we make it sound like we were living in a time where there was no internet. Obviously, there was internet, <laughs> but Rachel and I but it wasn't really on our like, phones back then. It no, wasn't. It, it was more you had a computer. To fire up the family Windows ninety five in order to like <laughs> log on. It was. It wasn't quite dial up. It wasn't. No, it, it wasn't dial up. But it was. It was more of an ag than it is now. So I think going to actual shops was like we dedicated time to basically like solving these problems of like what will we need to buy to go on this trip and. I remember going to Nomads and of course the victory was that we ended up not buying this coat, which was a relief to all <laughs> apart from the sales assistants. <laughs> yeah, um, you got a lot of money from us though. Oh my God, yes. I was going to say, but that was like the one thing that like one of very few things in that shop that we didn't end up buying that we absolutely <laughs> did not need. The most salient example of this is I think we came out of that shop with water purification tablets. <laughs> like... Who the hell did we think we were? Like Bear Grylls, like Stranded on an Island, like planning which one of us we'd eat first. Like what in the world were we thinking? I don't know. I think like it was just unnecessary on every level. We bought those. We bought um, those like camel bags, I think they're called, or camel packs. You know, those like water things that have like the straw that go. The things that people are doing like bloody expeditions to buy. (laughs) Rachel and I were like, yeah, we'll definitely need this in the hostels of like San Jose. Yeah, definitely. Absolute morons. We spent so much money. We wasted so much time. And we had all this stuff in our rucksacks the whole time we were traveling just in a little like pile didn't we that was yeah just, like, a pile just at the bottom it got and lower space. and lower and lower down at the bottom like it sediment integrated <laughs> yeah it's like rubble by the end <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just unnecessary af um so that was like that was the preparation of like the actual sort of materialistic things um, that we need well your mum when packing emily that that story of the bikini top always makes me laugh Oh my god, I don't remember it. Oh my god, you it. do. Why don't I remember anything? I okay, like so like, amnesia. so like, Mama Jane, Mama Jay, um, said Emily, like, think about the weight, and you were like, yeah, no, okay, here's, oh, yeah. you know, packing a very thin bikini, and your mum was like, we oh, need to yeah. take the padding out of this bikini. <laughs> I mean. To be fair, why did I think I needed a padded bikini anyway? Like, it's not Pamela Anderson, but like, um, yes, my mum was like every last ounce of weight needs to be refined and i was like mum we're not doing like climbing kilimanjaro for comic relief like let's calm down. even though we nearly bought a coat thinking we were but come on i mean it was a mess basically we didn't know what we were doing but one thing i do remember that i think is just absolute gold is when your mum made us do a self-defense oh, class oh, yeah. oh. do you recall and it oh, happened God. in the mean streets of rachel's living room <laughs> We Out pushed her like, incredibly plush sofas to one side <laughs> and oh. took our shoes off so that we didn't mark the beautiful rug. <laughs> and then we got down to some serious self-defending. Yeah, we did. And I remember your classic phrase was, Rachel, you're freakishly strong for how tiny you are. Rachel is freakishly strong. I, I've always thought this and I've never wavered from that belief, whereas I'm freakishly weak. Um <laughs> We differ in stature in that Rachel's very small and I'm quite tall, but both of us are like, we differ in strength quite wildly. 
So when we were paired up in the self-defense class, it was not like for like, I would say. <laughs> I just, wasn't it, wasn't you that we're like, I feel like I've got spaghetti arms. And I just remember that really well. I mean, it was a joke. I think the man teaching us was like. Okay, no, it was a female. It was a woman. It was a really oh, was short, it? like okay. no, it was, really right. tiny little compact lady. That was lovely. Oh my gosh. She was such a sweetheart. But yeah, she would just like throw out these moves. Um, the one lesson I remember though was um, standing up really straight and almost having like a T shape. Do you remember like shoulders back, like straight Again, back? I don't remember. I feel no, like, like I don't remember any of this. <laughs> <laughs> was it maybe one of we our went friends on said? different gap years. Yeah, um, maybe. No, I do. I do vaguely remember. I think I just. I think I just was a little brat and I just didn't take it seriously enough because it was an absolute <laughs> fair enough thing for your mum to do. Like It was very good of we her were, to put that together. It was really good of her. It was really, and it was very sensible and it was very like, you know, all props to her. I just think like we were just so cocky and we were just like, nothing will ever happen to us. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I don't but, know like, where you know, this stupid we were, mindset came from. <laughs> we were two 18-year-old girls. Uh, yeah. going off Thought to, we like, knew, because we were just like 18 at that age. I don't know about anyone else who's 18, not, but for us, <laughs> we were like, we've reached adulthood now. <clears throat> like, we know what we're doing. We, Yeah, we did have that attitude and looking back, it's shocking and not okay. Um no. Uh, I do remember, though, learning about the eye contact and staring someone down. And I remember using that outside one of the supermarkets. (laughs) It's very cool. (laughs) Real rough and tumble stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But thankfully, (laughs) I will just say now, we didn't, thankfully, we didn't get into any scrapes where we did need to use any kind of self-defense, did we? Yeah. Um, So, Rachel, how did you feel in this sort of like lead up? to us going on this trip oh my god so excited what were your your emotions what emotions were you processing oh my gosh i was mad excited i felt like dora the explorer (laughs) i had all my things ready i had the currency ready do you remember like on the lead up of being like okay we've got a flight ticket i even remember the point of paying for that flight ticket which was about two grand and be like i've never spent two grand or even held two grand in my whole life wow and i remember all these like (laughs) leaving parties that we had um, all our friends got together in the pub and we had a lovely meal with everyone. Then they're all back from uni, getting a few cards. And then I remember going to my nan's house and she put together a lovely meal, um, going away meal. And I got presented a little travel book and everybody in the family like wrote me a little note, which was just, oh, it was just really meant a lot to me that I had that. And I think it was really hitting the family that I was going and they were all like really excited and pleased and it was just a time for celebration really and yeah what about you um I (laughs) (laughs) the enthused person yeah yeah. (laughs) my feelings were mainly sort of like I well I mean as an anxious person obviously anxiety was the main you know the headline act of my emotions in the uh oh the week God. preceding i mainly was feeling nervous i know this is not so much the vibe that you were after, <laughs> i was just like bouncing I was mainly yeah you clearly were very excited i think i just couldn't get my head around the idea that this was going to be our lives for like five months i think yeah. that's what i was struggling with because it's like when you go on holiday you can like sort of envisage the beginning and the end and it's yeah. quite a manageable amount of time but like five months just seemed like an absolutely insane amount of time and I just couldn't quite get my head around that and I was just thinking yeah I was really worried about feeling homesick um 
obviously we did have some really nice leaving things and everyone was really sweet and everyone was supportive. I don't think my family mm. went quite to the levels that your family did in that I don't remember any sort of like leaving dinner or <laughs> any kind of like gifts or whatever. But, um, you know, they were, they, you know, I think they were aware. Yeah, like they took, they, you know, they, oh, they, uh, we all drove each other to the airport. I remember yeah, that and we were we meeting the there together. I and your mum helped you nice pack bunch. and had she that. Did, yeah. Yeah. I like how you're like, your family were actually supportive. <laughs> yeah, to your family. Um, yeah, I just I just don't feel that it was the same sort of levels of like, you know, anticipation that perhaps you experienced. But um, I do remember that I was really worried about feeling homesick. And yeah. Yeah. That's and a then I was thinking thing. to myself, like, how am I going to combat the homesickness when I'm away because obviously like back then it was going to be a lot harder to be able to speak to people back home um we knew that because yeah. we you know as we will didn't have WhatsApp as we back will then. detail <laughs> no and also we didn't even have like we didn't even bother to buy like any sort of data roaming or anything or any kind of sim card oh god no we never countries. did that never so we just had like <laughs> defunct mobiles um <laughs> i remember like we took them for reasons unknown um and mine died after two days and i, I don't just think i ever saw you with again. your phone like once just didn't charge it just no. left it at the bottom of my bag with can you believe that purification you... tablets if i go with no. one day without my phone i uh oh, I, yeah i can't yeah i can't function I, I don't know why we thought that was a good idea especially since we would at some point probably need to contact each other but we were just no like, we just <laughs> just never did did we so no. irresponsible we didn't even have walkie talkies uh, that was really uns- <laughs> but you know what i mean like I if we were separated in fact okay no 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 i was gonna Roger share <laughs> i was gonna share a story then but no that's for the podcast um um but yeah so i was yeah i was trying to think of ways that i could sort of self-soothe if i did feel um homesick and the method I came up with was I had one of those iPods at the time that had like, oh. um, you know, like the old, they were quite old. The, the scrolly sort of, ones. Yeah, but it had like a screen, like it had a proper sort of digital screen so that it, it wasn't like, um, oh, I don't know one. the terms. It wasn't like, you know, where it had like basically just black and white, essentially. It was like a proper oh, okay. screen. Okay. It wasn't a touch. Okay. Uh, I, I really t- need to get bogged down in what kind of iPod it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay. <laughs> But basically, you could download um, visuals onto oh, it and watch them. You had photos, didn't you? Did, oh, didn't you have like yeah. TV shows on it? No, what I did, Rachel, was I downloaded, and like, because I didn't have much memory on this iPod, I had room for only three episodes of it, but I downloaded <laughs> three episodes of a show that I was like, this will be the show that makes me feel the most comforted and like Aww. I'm back home. And. Aww. What show do you think that was? I mean, you know what it was. This is uh, was it The Inbetweeners? Was it? Um, and yeah, that got me through. I mean, but anyway, that wasn't quite the question. So no, but on, I think that's a very day, relevant yeah, thing. Yeah, I just, I felt mainly just nervous, but I knew it was going to be like a really... Oh, it was like, scary for sure. It was thing. like really intense. I felt like I was, like, this is going to sound so stupid. I felt like I was just like moving to a whole, literally a whole new life. Like I felt like I was going away from Stortford. I felt very cool. I felt almost like this is going to sound stupid, <laughs> but I felt very like special. I was like, ah, I'm going away. Like, I know. Almost yeah, like lame, we were, like, lame. So lame. Of yeah, when, like, no. Hi, Stortford. We, we worked hard. We've made it. We worked hard. We made a decision. 
we followed it through like that is what people do all the time day in day out every day that does not make us special but it did have this kind of no i think it's because just nobody else we knew we knew were, were really doing this um but no one like was with us in the same boat but um one of another thing um that i was worrying about <laughs> which i'm sure i told you but i was like I've never spent time with one person for as long mm. with five months. And like, how is that? Again? Because at the end of the day, we ha- we only had each other. Like we couldn't just, as you said, go home to like our mom if something had happened. You know, we had to have mm. each other's backs the whole way through. And I don't know if that was something I'm- that you worried about. It was just, yeah. I think maybe subconsciously I was worried about that. But yeah, especially considering we didn't have functioning mobiles, we had to literally stay together at all times yeah we did we we actually did every i think there was one day we didn't see each other and it was weird yeah like it, i think yeah i think you're right i think it was it was a pretty regular thing wasn't it it was yeah you and i together yeah um, yeah yeah that is quite a big thing really when mm. you think about it mm. and of course we met people along the way that kind of um diluted yeah it brought a different like flavor to the dynamic and stuff and that yeah, was really fun but- but yeah, like it was a big, it was a big thing to undertake to be with the same person constantly for five months. Yeah. Um, and not just, you know, and it's different, isn't it? When you go away, like into the unknown, as it were, mm. um, you ha- you cling to that person, you rely on that person and your, your um, priorities change and mm. you have to navigate that world with another person. And I yeah. think that is very it's a bonding experience and it could have gone either way (laughs) (laughs) but clearly for us it's worked out yeah it did it was it like it brought us pretty much to like sisterhood level i would say um right guys i feel like we've come to the end of those questions i really hope that has uh sponged up (laughs) sponged up some context of why we did it you know our motives for going and uh you know on uh, what's going to happen on the next episode, Em? What's, what are we doing? Well, this next episode is the very first entry Woo! of the blog, which is what <laughs> brings this whole um, shebang together is the actual blog at the heart of all of this. Yeah. So the next episode, we will be reading a bit from that blog. Oh my God, exciting. Um, but yeah, so that is what you've got to look forward to in the yeah. next step. Yeah, um, Rachel and I fresh off the plane, landing in San Jose, Costa Rica, yeah. um, going into our first hostel. I'm excited. Okay. I'm excited to relive it and go back and relive the lols. Um, Starting from the very beginning. Um, in the meantime, if you're hungry for more, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Gap Year Diaries Podcast, mm-hmm. um, and you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Same podcast a million times. Yep. <laughs> um, so follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Mm. Podcast, podcast. And uh, if you'd like, it'd be lovely if you left a little review, little star. <laughs> that would be really nice. <laughs> Brighten up our diaries. Yeah. An honest review. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, thanks, guys. No, thank thanks you very much. And we'll see you for the next ep very soon. Very, yeah. very soon. <laughs> very soon. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, guys. Peace out. <laughs> bye. Bye, Emily. Bye. Bye. bye.